We are in section 27 of the Doctrine and Covenants today, and I just want to spotlight a couple things. I've listened to several podcasts, and I'm sure you guys have, and I feel like that verses 1 through 4 have been covered really, really well about the sacrament and the warning from the Spirit for Joseph um, not to go and bind wine. And the thing that I really want to emphasize there is what a gift the Holy Ghost is to us, that if we live our life being obedient and honoring those commitments and covenants that we have made with God, that we have the right to have the Holy Ghost. It doesn't mean he's going to be there. We have to invite him to be with us. But also, we get that gift by living our life worthy of it. So we invite him, but we also have to do all in our power to be worthy of it. And so I love that Joseph is warned. If he were not worthy of it, he wouldn't have heard the warning. Okay, so I love that. But I want to spotlight verses 5 through 15. And the thing that I love about 5 through 15 is it talks about this great sacrament that we're going to have of um, with the Savior in the millennium. And before the Savior died at the Last Supper, he gave the sacrament to his apostles and said the next time would be at this great sacrament in the last days, the millennium. And so I love as you read through these verses, what I would do is um, look through the keys, who's going to be there and why. What is the keys that they bring? Why are they invited to this last great <laughs> um, sacrament meeting? And so, and, and I keep saying this last, it won't be the last, it's just this, this huge one in the millennium. We'll have other sacrament meetings with the Savior. But I love this, as you read through um, who's who and who's going to be there. And so, as you go through, it tells us Christ will be there, of course, because he's performing it. And then it goes to Elias, and um, or Moroni, sorry, Moroni has the keys of restoring the fullness of the gospel. And he did that when he brought the Book of Mormon to Joseph Smith, the plates, and taught him for those four years and guided him and really prepared him for bringing back the fullness of the gospel. Okay, Elias, who has the keys of restoring, and it says, restoring all the prophets have spoken up to this last days. And so that's everything. Then when it says the fullness of the gospel and the last dispensation, fullness of times that we will have everything, that's talking about that. So he's bringing everything that um, has been missing and that we're part of. Okay, John the Baptist, um, priesthood of baptism, the Aaronic priesthood. Okay, and so that has happened. Elijah, he brings the keys of the temple and families and sealing. And that's huge, that ordinance and covenant, the sealing power. Okay, we have Joseph, and it's talking about Joseph in Egypt. And then we have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is the Abrahamic covenant. And what I love about the Abrahamic covenant is the part we play in it of the gathering, that we are the gatherers, that we covenanted to come at this time and bring all we could back to the feet of the Savior and restore to them a knowledge of these ordinances and covenants that were missing and a knowledge of the gospel in the Book of Mormon and help them add to what they already know. And so I love that, that we're part of that. And then it talks about Adam 
um, Michael, who is Adam, who helped create the earth. And it talks about Peter, James, and John and the Melchizedek priesthood. But also it talks about restoring apostles and prophets and the fact that we have the mouthpiece of God on the earth today who reveals to us God's word. And so I love that. And then if you go to verse 14, this is my favorite. And also with all those whom my father has given me out of the world. And so I would ask my students or I would ask my children, who does he mean when he says, all my father has given me out of this world, all whom my father has given me? Who is he talking about? Well, guess what? He's talking about you. He's talking about me. He's talking about exactly what President Nelson said in last conference. Look for those who are looking for God to prevail in their life. He's talking about anyone who recognizes the Savior as their Savior and turns to him. And let me tell you, that is going to be a huge, huge sacrament meeting. And um, I don't know how we're all going to fit there or belong there, but I've got to believe it's not a Zoom meeting because I would feel a little slighted not being there. It's like conference. Yes, it's neat to watch, but there's something um, missing when there are not people there participating and we don't um, get to be there. So I'm hoping we get to be there in person somehow magically, but of course that's everywhere around the world. So it may be some great Zoom meeting. But I love in 15, it says, wherefore, lift up your hearts and rejoice. And the thought that came to me is our stake president came at our ward conference, and I may have mentioned this, and gave the most beautiful talk about his life growing up. And he talked about growing up at a time where there were wars and a time when they were scared. And they talked about um, bomb shelters and um that he was terrified of nuclear fallout and just all of these things. He talked about one day sitting at the table just with his head in his hands and just shaking his head and his mom saying to him, what is, what's going on? And he just said, I am terrified. And as he went through his life and the things that he had seen and witnessed on the earth and the things he had prayed about, he talked about faith. And he talked about peace and he talked about, although being terrified of these things going on, what a great life he has had and the joy that he has had. And I can't think of a better way to have said to all of us at this time that we think is so divisive. Well, we don't just think it, it is so divisive and the pandemic and all of the things going on in the world that just seem so overwhelming And you could not have picked a better way to say to us, find joy, rejoice. The Lord sent us hoping we would find joy. And don't you feel like that's been a major theme in conference the last two sessions and probably before that, but just to rejoice at this time that God sent us to have joy. And so I love that. Lift up your hearts and rejoice. And then it says, take upon you my whole armor. And so 15 through 18 talks about that armor. It would be a great thing to have your kids go through and spotlight the different parts of armor and where they go and what they are protecting. But then I love this, that you may be able to withstand the evil day having done all. And that all is such a beautiful thing because I think what 
all have we been asked to do. And if you were to ask your kids, nothing changes. There is never a time in conference where someone stands up and speaks and says, okay, I have something new for you to do. Never in the history of conference has that happened. We have been asked since the beginning to do the same things. It's the same things they were asked in olden days in the scriptures. There's never a change. That's what's awesome. So when it says all, you could say, what all have we been asked to do? Well, of course, we've been asked to read the scriptures. We've been asked to pray. We've been asked to renew our covenants by taking the sacrament each week. We've been asked to minister. We've been asked to serve. We've been asked to attend the temple. And since the temple is closed, we can have a current Temple recommend. I'm close to us. You can go if you're getting your own. We're praying that it opens, but you can renew those covenants in the sacrament. And also you can have a current temple recommend that entitles you to those blessings. And so that is all. You do that, that's all. And that qualifies you for that Holy Ghost, for God, for that armor, for his backing. And the scripture that came to me as I was reading that so strongly that I love so much is in DNC 123, 17. And it says, therefore, dearly beloved brethren, let us cheerfully, so there again is that rejoice, do all things that lie in our power and then may we stand still with the utmost assurance to see the salvation of God and for his arm to be revealed. If we do all, which is scriptures and prayer, again, just those things, renew our covenants, go to the temple, minister. If we do all, we qualify for God's power in our life and we can stand still and watch his power be revealed. And that is the greatest promise we could have. Um, one of the things that I did notice with the armor, I've noticed in the past that I have pointed out to my students before, is if you look at the armor that it talks about, there is only one piece that is offensive. All the rest is defense. All the rest is protection, which is so important. But there's only one thing that is offense that we can fight with. And that is the sword of the spirit. It calls it the sword of the spirit. And the thing that I love is that comes through this, through reading our scriptures and through our prayers. That's how we qualify. So that warning that came to Joseph Smith to not drink wine is that sword of the spirit. And that tells us he was doing his all to qualify for it. And so I just love that that is our power. Our strength comes from doing that, reading the scriptures, saying our prayers. And we are promised that we will have that weaponry, that um, protection, that armor, and we will have God's power in our life. And so I just love that. Very last verse 18, that ye, where I am, ye shall be also. Amen. And that talks about finally dwelling with him, but it also talks about this great sacrament that we will be there with all those great who's who in the scriptures that we've read. All of these men we so want to meet and be with that where I am, 
ye shall be also. And that is a promise that I hold to and I love because I so want to be there. So I will do my part, hoping and praying for repentance and through forgiveness that I can qualify for his part to come because that's everything. His power is everything. So I love that witness of that. I bury my testimony, the church is true, and I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.